Hello and welcome to the second UX Libs podcast. My name is Andy Priestner and I'm joined today by Matt Borg and Ned Potter, who I'm in conversation with about specifically the team challenge that we created for this year's UX Libs. Hello, Matt. Hello, Ned. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so we're kind of, we're sat in a hotel room right now having sorted out all of the conference venue, all the rooms, all the stationery. We're all set. And I think it's fair to say the thing we're probably most excited about this year is the team challenge. Would you say that's true? Uh, yeah, I think the whole thing's exciting, but we are very excited about what we've done for the team challenge. And I wish I could just do that for my job, just do the things that we've done for the team challenge over and over again, rather than my real life job, because I've very much enjoyed it. Yeah. So it's worth reflecting on team challenges of old, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, move on to the team challenge for UX Libs 3. So for the first UX Libs we're in Cambridge, we very specifically chose to work with real-life human beings as part of the team challenge. So we had interviews with um, students and... Uh, library staff. Library staff, thank you. And we took delegates out and we did proper um, ethnographic studies. And we taught them the studies, and we went out and made them do it. It was, yeah. it was great, because it was really good to kind of organise, take traipsing 30, 40 librarians down the road to the shopping centre. Yeah, did some, um, observations. Uh, observations yeah. And it was three days, the conference. It was, oh. And the conference three days, so we had a bit more time to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it worked really well, right? We worked the delegates super hard, but it worked really well. Yeah, it was, it was hard, particularly because we had to actually teach people the techniques at that point, because it was still kind of new, this stuff. It was completely new. Right? Yeah. Was, I mean, I was a delegate on that. I wasn't an organiser. I, I was, I've never been so exhausted after a conference in my entire life. I still haven't been. It was just intense <coughs> and full on. And lots of us knew it was exciting, but we didn't necessarily know what we were actually going to be doing. We didn't really know what we were letting ourselves in for. And the, the thing that everybody came away with was the hands-on element of it. Mm. It was just great. And the, and the team names for year one were colours. You know, blue steel, green eggs and ham, right? Purple haze, Purple the, haze winners. the winners. Um, so last year, UX Lips 2, we wanted to do a team challenge again, right? We did. So, But we wanted to focus more on... We felt very much when we were planning UX Lips 2 that UX Lips 1 was about learning um, the... you know the world of UX, if you like, and kind of exploring it with mm -hmm. delegates and yeah. teaching techniques, as you just said, Andy. And year two, we wanted to focus on... We knew lots of work was going on then in libraries, so we wanted to focus on impact, right? What kind of techniques had you taken from UX Lips 1, and what were you practising? Not only that, but we asked all the delegates. What, we, we, we literally emailed every yes. single person and said, what are you struggling with? What, yeah. Where are the issues? Where are the pressure points or the pain points? And they told us, and it was basically all around issues of advocacy of getting it done, yeah. getting the design changes done, getting it through making progress with the ethnography that you've done. And yeah. also the, the fact that everyone was struggling to recruit yes, people to do the work, mm -hmm. students, mm -hmm. academics, whoever, yeah. which is an ongoing, continues to be an ongoing struggle. So we didn't do so much kind of the ethnographic techniques, but we, we, you know, we wanted the teams to come up with um, ways to uh, pitch UX and ways to get buy-in either at an institutional level or a senior management level or you know one of them mm. was with the students union wasn't it working with yeah, yeah. kind of groups like that 
Um, and it worked. I'm, I think, in, in fairness, I don't think it worked as well as year one. And, um, yeah, on reflection, I think it was too much of, let's try and think of in our own heads what we do to solve this. And that isn't UX. Sorry, that's a bit damning, isn't it? <laughs> but it just felt like it was, it was absolutely, yes, dealing with problems we all, we all had and trying to look at them and explore them. Yeah. But I was concerned because it didn't actually involve using any ethnographic data. But it was a different type of project. Yeah. It was a different type of challenge. Yeah. Um, and the team names last year were M1. <laughs> what happened? Did we just have a bad yeah, day at the office? No, we just... Uh, what were we thinking of? I think no. we just... Quit. It's not. Stressed. It's not the UX voice. Right? No, not not in the UX libs voice at no. all. Um, so what are the team? But the funniest moment yeah, of yeah. UX is too for oh, me yes. is when we said to Ned did a wonderful presentation of this is the team challenge. Well, it was okay. Um, and you said no bands. Oh sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. But we didn't tell, the, we didn't give the teams a place to go. So you just had like 150 delegates shouting, M1 over here, C3 <laughs> it's over amazing. here. And it was just so And we good. just stood at the front and laughed at them all. It was we like, gave them no help. It was, ex- it was like the trading floor on the stock market. Yeah, they just it was. Screaming. It was good. I remember David Marshall turning around and looking at me as if to say, you've did this deliberately yeah. just to mess whereas, with it. Whereas I turned around and looked at you and, go, and was like, oh God, what have we done? You were like, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And, and the team names at one point were almost, this is not too relevant, were almost um, Adventure Time characters, right? So we almost yeah. went for Jake and Finn. And mm-hmm. I like the idea of having people shouting, Lumpy Space Princess over here. I think it would have been a nice move. Yeah. But of course, we've, we've decided to go even more sober this year, haven't we? Even more sober for the team names. We'll come into team names. Okay. Anyway. I think. Um, you tell us what we're going to do. We're talking about the team names. <laughs> no, <'cause I> <laughs> no, no, Andy, actually, I think you'll find we'll come on to that in a minute. Yeah, fair enough. I think we'll just be talking about for five minutes. We'll come on to that. <laughs> so, we wanted to do a different challenge this year yeah. than we'd had for last year. Because it was good, but it, as we said, it wasn't maybe the best we could have done. Um, and we wanted again to kind of go back to our roots. You know, years ago when UX lives with water was happening. Years ago. We were yes. in our roots. And we wanted to do, when we were young. again, real life ethnographic research. Yeah. So we, at least because, sorry to interrupt you, Matt, um, you came up with the figures of how many people are new to UX lives each year. Yeah. And yeah. this is a surprisingly high amount. Yeah, two thirds. What we were trying to do with UX lives too was was see where people were on their journey that they've begun with UX Lives 1. But actually what we realised with UX Lives 3 is that there's, a, there's two-thirds of the people who are coming did not come last year. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a sense of yeah. needing to go, to cover the bases, not just assume everybody's exactly the same point, kind of, you know, thus far through the journey. Mm-hmm. Everyone's coming at different stages, so we needed to go back a bit and recontextualise what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And we thought, well, let's try and choose an institution that's near... Um, to the venue we're in Glasgow this year and um, the problem we had was institutions were concerned about us focusing on on them solely and uncovering problems I guess because there would be such a sharp focus on these this this institution even though we'd be potentially helping to solve the problems I can can sympathize with the institutions that scrutiny of literally 180 people trying to find fault with your library service is kind of a big deal for Management to swallow. Yes, there'd have to be, I think we kind of eventually realised there'd have to be too much reassurance, too much negotiation, and also there'd probably be too many delegates running around this institution. Yeah, yeah. In and also just time. trying to get across town from the venue yeah. to other places. Just in a two-day conference, yeah. very difficult to do. So we didn't do that. 
So we had um, a a Skype call, or was it Google Hangouts? Doesn't matter. We had it. We had an online. It, you need to know. It kind of does matter though, because we, we never can work it out. Anyway, no. Um, we met online and we talked about the alternative and quickly agreed that the best solution was to create a fake institution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But ultimately use pretty much as almost all real ethnography. <coughs> I mean, you know, there was a huge amount of... So, so we, we wanted to create an institution that wasn't real and we wanted to call upon ethnography that was real to form the basis of the team challenge for this year. So, so we created the University of Lanarkshire which we were already immediately pleased with as an idea. Yeah. Because Lanarkshire is, you know, relevant and local, but there isn't currently a University of Lanarkshire, yeah. which is important. And began the process of building um, a quite a solid pack of um, ethnographic research based on uh, the university and the university library in particular. And this involved doing, uh, as, as Ned said, kind of grabbing some ethnographic research that had been done before and tweaking it to fit the, um, the, the, the Walter Scott Library at the University of Lanarkshire. So we came up with a, with a briefing document. Andy wrote this briefing document that said exactly what the library was about, how many floors there were. Yeah. Um, and we also came up with a, a history of the campus that we haven't even shared with anyone, just for our own. We went all in on this. It's like the writer's bible for Star Trek or exactly. something. You don't actually show that to the, to the, um, yeah. to the viewers, yeah. but we know. But that's, that's a backstory. It's yeah. really yeah. rich There's history. a lot of complicated stuff with the Gladstone family who own the Gladstone house. The fishery apprentices. So if anyone's wondering, the Danes Research Fishery Institute is named after my, my wife, Alice, whose maiden name is Danes. Mm-hmm. Sturgeon Lake, people think it's... No, we're not going to go into this now. It's ridiculous. If people think it's the prime... It's not. It's not Nicholas Sturgeon. It's just got sturgeon in it. Um, <laughs> so we, 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 we built the campus. Uh, we built... When you say we built the campus... I mean we built the campus. <laughs> yeah, but it kind of almost felt like we did build the campus, because I got to know it so well and yeah. sort of sympathised yeah, with the Yeah, you were saying earlier you were getting annoyed with the faults with it. Yes! <laughs> Genuinely annoyed. It's so annoying to study that, because you've got to go all the way across. If you were an arts and humanities student, you've got to go all the way across campus in order so to we should, the So we should clarify what we've done. We, we, <laughs> Ned designed it. Uh, a plan of the entire campus. Which was the funniest thing I've ever done. <laughs> really bad. Literally in my professional life. Delegates will find it in their... About nine, <coughs> nine to twelve, I spent attack. doing that on one morning, and I was so happy. I was so happy, Matt. Really? Genuinely, I'm not joking. I was so happy doing it. Um, I loved so it. we had the, this plan of the site, which has got like six car parks in it, and Ned's so comment good. was like, the, "the the the plan is attached. This is the only university campus in the country that doesn't have a parking issue." <laughs> And, um, but as it turns out, it does have a toilet issue because Andy forgot to put any toilets in. I, know, I only realised two weeks ago that there were no toilets in the library. So Andy designed the actual library, floor plans. That's, we had floor floors. plans for yeah. yeah, You designed the website. So there's a, a University of Lanarkshire Walter Scott Library website at the domain name library.lanarkshire.org, which a, we um, bought specially yeah, for. <laughs> there's a Vimeo channel with a lovely video yeah. made from entirely from CC0 stock footage. CC Zero stock music. Is it all stock? Yeah, there's nothing. I didn't know whether you'd. Um, no, it's and it's, um, oh, it's just amazing. It's, it's lovely. Beautiful. And um, we, we need to thank uh, Lisa Clark, Jurassic Clark on Twitter, for providing a lovely Scottish voiceover for oh, that. I, um, I, I, I swore her to secrecy, and she's coming to the conference. Mm-hmm. And I've, and she, I've told her she can't tell anyone. And even if people turn to her after the video and say, Does that sound like you? She just has to be like, Oh, it's weird, isn't it? So that's, so that's nice. There's a Twitter account that's been tweeting since March. Yeah. Yeah, that was. 
we wanted to try and get a, a university, well, the Walter Scott Library Twitter account, you know, try to capture the sort of voice that this library might be going through. Yeah. Um, we've got usability report on the website. We've got um, observation, observation, behavioural mapping, yeah. maps, interviews, interviews. Um, the uh, web. Did you say that? Usability report. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shadowing, so, a shadowing study, study of people trying to find books. Yeah. So but each of the maps. teams tomorrow is going to be given. Um, a big old this pack. Massive pack. I really like the, the theatre of giving them this um, uh, big pack of um, ethnographic research. And there's, a, there's, a, there's a love letter. There so, is. So some of them there's are actually timed out. And, actually, and, and Marisa, um, Andy's partner, uh, wrote out a, uh, an actual she, love letter. She did. And I drew a unicorn. <laughs> and there's a logo. There, and, and there is the slogan. The, yeah, the motto. The motto. Yeah, so, you know, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let people... Yeah. yeah, and also we create. We actually created real people, Philip O'Brien, <laughs> yeah. and Oliver Coates. They've who, come. To, yeah. they're, they're at the conference. They're on the they've delegate got, list. Librarians. They made badges, badges for them. Ray Charles was saying, "Why have you made badges for these so, fake people?" Okay, she didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they've got good luck messages on the inside. <laughs> of course, no, they've got good luck messages. What does on it the say? You, by the way, you don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> good luck existing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the great thing is, the people on the registration desk don't know that. These people aren't real. Yeah. No, so we're no, going to give. We're going to ask Anne, who's doing housekeeping with Anne tomorrow. We're going to ask her to do a, a note. Say also, um, one of the Lancashire librarians has left their credit card. So can John Coates please go back to the registration? Oliver. Oliver. Sorry, John, <laughs> John's his brother. He couldn't make it this time. Don't, don't, don't call out now, Oliver. Just come see us to speak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, Oliver. Well, that was a test. Don't call out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can see him. He's in the back. He's all right, so, right, so and the team challenge is essentially, you know, looking a little bit back to UXIB's one. You know, we're, we're not expecting. Um, what, what, what was your slide say? You don't expect to read everything. We don't expect yeah, we, to solve we, all the we problems. We really don't expect everybody to read. We don't expect any one person to in, ingest the entire tract of information. I think this is too much. We don't expect people to just fix everything. We don't expect solutions. All we want to know is what are the next steps? What would you do next? Yeah, if you yeah. Because that's the problem that lots of people have, is that as much as ethnography is very complicated and messy and tricky, it's often easier for librarians to get the ethnography done than to do the next step. So what is yeah. the next step? Is it is it... Do, can you design solutions, or is it just about another set of study in a particular area? You're going to move to a more evaluative research yeah. model where you're trying to look at something specific. What basically, what what is the next stage to move yeah. things forward for this fictional university? Because yeah. I, as I always say, the librarians are fantastic at gathering data, but they're awful at doing anything with it. Yeah, it's really hard, and not just awful personally, but awful because structurally it's hard. Yeah. it's hard to get things done. Yeah, institutionally, yeah. in terms of support. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. We, we're kind of not looking for a solutionist response. We're wanting to, to see where they'll take it, but they can't possibly process all the information. And there is no right answer. I mean, no. genuinely, genuinely, we have nothing in mind as what we think should be the next no. steps because there's just a load of information. And in fact, we haven't even analysed it to think, well, we, we have, we've got some key themes we built in, but we don't know ourselves, really. We haven't thought yeah. too hard about what we're And if about. anyone asks me during the Team Challenge presentation tomorrow... Is the University of Lancashire real? I'm just going to say, do you seriously think we had time <laughs> to create? Because that would take so weeks. long, weeks and weeks. So long, albeit fun, but long, long. Besides, time. we're not. None of us are sad enough to do that. No, I mean that would be ridiculous. I mean, literally, it would be absurd thing to even think about undertaking. Yeah, exactly. 
So that's uh, that's that. Really. And I think that leads us neatly back to Matt and to talk about the team names this time. I'm excited. I'm very excited for the team names. I'm less so because I don't watch this programme. So, the one was... Um, uh, Colours. Colours. The Exhibit 2 was Letters. like half of a drawing from Star Wars for some reason. <coughs> and this year, we had we actually had a very good and robust discussion as a, as a committee. <laughs> and at one point, um, we were going to go for author names. Who came up with that like, idea? Jane Eyre, he did. Look, Jane Eyre isn't an author. <laughs> That's a novel. Oh, yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. She did. I think you made it clear that you were not the <laughs> person behind yeah, this. Author author the two authors I've come up with, uh, one doesn't exist, and the other one was Enid Blyton. Yeah, that's that's Matt's library really? right there. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided. We decided instead to be. Um, David Copperfield. We're gonna go. Yes, he's <laughs> good, isn't he? I like. Oh, I love his early works. And I like his <laughs> Charles Dickens, Charles Dickens book. book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've gone for um, planets from the very popular British science fiction TV show Doctor Who. Did we so, go for easy planets from Doctor Who? We went for some easy planets, Andy. Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, we went for some easy planets. Mondus, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we would have been uh, monsters not to have included that. We also included uh, Scarrow, Gallifrey. Gallifrey. Uh, the, the committee have a team, but we're, we're Team TARDIS, so no, not yeah. quite oh. There's one very long one. Mm. There is one very long one, you're right. Do you know have a go at saying it. it. No, I, don't, I literally don't know what it is. Raxacoracophalipatorius. Raxacoracophalipatorius, indeed. Um, and we've got some called Clom, obviously. Clom. Why wouldn't you include Clom? Clom. Telos. Telos. Well, there will be some people who are interested. Really? I think Penny Andrews will be very excited at this moment. Can't you just Google the names? <laughs> <sighs> so, I think we're kind of at the point where we need to get ready to go out. <laughs> For the start of the conference, the social evening is tonight. Um, I'm sure the team challenge will excite, enthrall and... Yeah. And there's one mystery which we haven't yet solved ourselves, which is what happens to the land lecture after the conference. Yeah. You know, does it continue to exist? Do we revisit it? Because it might be useful in the future, we just don't know. Exactly. Just don't know. I worry about it. There's so many problems to solve. I know. Or are there? We don't want to encourage solution. No, we don't. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so I am excited for the team challenge this year. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the team's come up with. We're doing a heat based uh, approach again. We'll have the finals on. Before this goes out, you will. And we hope both of you listening found that peek behind the curtain <laughs> enlightening. It's more than two, there's okay. four. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot for joining me for the second podcast in the series. Um, cheers, Ned. Cheers, Matt. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye.